You're listening to the Lost Chill Podcast with Katie and Kimmy. For years now, I have had the pleasure of listening to the wit, banter, and pure joy from these two, and now I invite you to share in the delight of listening to them discuss the books they're currently reading. Whether you are a fellow dedicated bibliophile or simply wish you had more time to read, you will love hearing the insight and discussions around the stories they dive into. So grab a cup of coffee or pour a glass of wine and let's jump on in. Katie and Kimmy, take it away. Hello, hello, and welcome to the Lost Chill Podcast, where the pronunciations are made up and the stars don't matter. I'm Katie. And I'm Kimmy. Welcome to episode 24. Last month, we told you we were going to cut back a smidge on the frequency of episodes. You've probably noticed that in July. It was a big probably. deal. <laughs> yeah. If you didn't, uh, subscribe, get used to us, get comfortable. We're a hoot. We are a hoot. So this week we're doing something a little different again, and instead of talking about one book that we both read, we're going to talk about all the books we've been reading lately. Yep. And we're going to tell you our recommendations. I suggest definitely listening to Kimmy's recommendations because she's recommended so many good books to me lately, and I'm basically just stalking her Goodreads now just to see what she's up to. It's it's like following me. (laughs) Literally. Literally. Yeah, so... Well, I do that too, but sh- if you guys want to do that, you can do it at Kimmy's Lost Chill. Not in person, though. Not in person, please. No. Uh, you can follow Katie at Katie's Lost Chill. <laughs> so we might also share what books to stay away from. We describe this phenomenon as book badgering. Book so badgering. We, we will be book badgers. We are unafraid to do such things. I actually... I've had so many good ones lately, but I had like two do not finish. Did not finish. <laughs> do not finish. <laughs> do not cross here. Oh, um, I've had a couple do not finish lately. <laughs> but I also have some unpopular opinion posts that. Ooh, I'm, uh, I love unpopular opinions. Going to be posting in the next couple of days. I've, I've been uh, getting my notes together Ooh, on those. Yeah. That's exciting. So, again. It's at Katie's Lost Chill and at Kimmy's Lost Chill. You can talk to both of us, a.k.a. Katie, <laughs> on at The Lost Chill because <laughs> she runs our quote-unquote shared one. But that's where we post about all the fun things we're doing, fun Zoom chats that we host with authors, Ooh. what's coming up ahead, like what book you should read next so you can prepare when we focus on one book again. Mm-hmm. So shall we get this party started? Three, two... One. Bow, 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 bow! That's that a is yes. yes. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's do it. So we've already covered our favorites and fun things for the whole first half of the year. The whole half. Whole half. <laughs> let's talk about some books we've read in June and July, shall we? Summer reads, if you will. Summer reads. Beach reads. Oh, for both of us. Yeah. So even though we haven't read the same book for this episode, we've read a lot of the same books. So mm-hmm. you can get dual perspectives, which is a popular thing in books these days. But you can get it on a podcast. <laughs> you can. It will be also kind of like dual timeline because you're listening to this in the future while we record in the past. <laughs> don't tell us what happens. We don't like spoilers, but we'll give you some. What? I don't know what's going on anymore. <laughs> All right. One of those books that we both read was 100 Years of Lenny and Margot by Marianne Cronin. What were your thoughts about that book? Well, I listened to it on audiobook, 
um, which you thought was weird. I did. I don't know. It's hard for me to get books I know will be sad on audio. Yeah, but the voice actors who played both Lenny and Margot were fantastic. Um, it was also great. I don't know. I didn't really look into the voice actor for Lenny, um, but her, actually both of them, their their accents sounded pretty authentic, but there's some Swedish words um, in that book, and the voice actor you know, says it properly. I assume properly. I don't speak <laughs> Swedish, but what I'm assuming properly, she said it with a Swedish accent. Um, but it was nice to hear those, those kinds of things. So That's I did fair. like that. Um, I like when there's a cultural but perspective. Don't like you that. also like when you can highlight and see what the Swedish word means? Yeah. But so I don't know what they were saying, okay. actually. So there's, there's, Pros and cons yeah. to both. Yeah. It it was a good book. It was a sad book. But it didn't destroy me as much as I thought it would. Maybe that's the audiobook. It didn't destroy me as much as I thought it would either. It was good, though. Yeah. It was good. It was a, a fresh story, like a, a new idea. That's not cute. Not something that you really saw coming. Like, you could see that they were all related somehow, but... You didn't really know how and old people. So one thing that you really miss out on with audiobooks, though, is you don't even get the acknowledgments or author's notes. I didn't That's get any of those. An, an important part of the story if you're weird like me. I'm not. So. I'm weird in my own ways, I should clarify. This is true. Mm-hmm. I can confirm. Can confirm. Um, so she actually talked a lot about how... It was sparked because of her own like near-death experience and health struggles. So she oh, had a lot of that. I did not that. get that. Yeah, and then the she's other... She's not very old, though. No, it was like so when she was 27, she was... Oh, so that's so why like she related more to Lenny and oh. like put a lot of her thoughts about you know, the end of life and that kind of thing in there. Wow. Furthermore, Margot came much later, and it was originally she was thinking about it just being about Lenny mm-hmm. and the priest and all their questions and talks and relationships. Which I loved him. I did too. I absolutely loved Father Arthur. Yeah. He was so cute and I was so sad when he retired. It was it was just such a fulfilling book in the sense that when she did die, when Lenny did die, that she was surrounded by all of her friends that she made and and it was just so peaceful the other thing that i think the author was really projecting on with like what she wants i don't know that i could do it the two things of both lenny telling her dad yes. to never come back until she was like actually ready to go as a parent did you try to put yourself in that situation and what yeah, I guess I couldn't I do did. it. I, I couldn't do it. I was stuck on that because I was like, there's no way no that way. I could just be like, Yep, sorry, bye. No way. And with Margot's husband too. Yes. How he even like faked that he was forgetting her to like kind of test her, but also then she did stay away. Yeah. That I uh, that all broke my heart. 
I would never make that promise, first of all, because I couldn't I do either. it. I couldn't let someone I love do it. I don't care how long I suffer and how long my life is quote unquote put on pause. Don't care. Nope, Especially for those two relationships, children and a husband. Ugh, yeah. A husband, your death do you part and sickness and in health. And those are the things that you sign up for. And essentially that's what you are with kids right. too. But typically they're the ones that are Wait, I thought it was till eighteen do we part. Yep, we're gonna part at eighteen. Okay. But I mean we'll Whew, we'll, we'll visit. <laughs> we'll visit. Um, unless, you know, there's failure to launch or something like that. <laughs> you worried about that? Okay. Anyways, so I I did enjoy that in the characters and it was just sweet. They were just wholesome characters. And yeah, they had it wasn't like they had two perfect of lives obviously they were dying but they were just wholesome good people that were just looking to make connections and it was so nice i really enjoyed it me too so that's a double recommendation i feel like you guys should go read 100 years of lenny and margo Mm -hmm. i definitely agree it's fairly new so hop on that bandwagon right now Get it while it's hot. Get it while it's hot. You mentioned earlier today, when you and I were talking, that you have been reading a lot of thrillers recently. Oddly enough, I've been reading a lot of swoony romances. And it's like we switched reading mentalities here. But since you've been reading a lot of thrillers, first, picture this. You close your eyes. And hope that this is just imagination. Girl, but all the while you hear a creature creeping up behind you. Out of time. Cause it's a thriller! (laughs) Did you not realize that was thriller lyrics? Okay. (laughs) Before my time. I'm sorry. I'm gonna go cry in the corner real quick. Oh, you ruined. I'm sorry, you told me Lenny and Margo my, wasn't sad enough, so I wanted to really bring uh, you down. You, you ruined my thriller setup there. Looking at me like I fell from another planet. I mean, I've seen people do weird things with their hands. Well, I I can like hear the. I don't know the words. I'm sorry if you have headphones on right now. <laughs> I don't see any, the problem. Anyway. <sighs> Ruined. Okay. What was the best and worst out of your Thriller Fest? So Thriller Fest might be a strong term, but I think the problem is I have a best and worst. I think those are my only two, but I think <laughs> one was so bad that I was kind of over it, but one was so great. I don't want to risk another bad one coming along and ruining my vibes from how much I love the great one. So. Okay. Let's start with the bad. Okay. The maidens. Yeah, I knew you were going to say that. Nope. And don't spoil too much. I'm, I still haven't read it. I loved so much. I was so like into it. And there are some things I could say to you that would just quickly potentially, I think, turn off in your mind. Maybe you're okay with it. I don't know. I don't know. I read his first book, The Silent Patient, and I thought the twist in that was absolutely fantastic but there was a lot of mixed 
um, reviews on that. And it was either people could see it coming or they hated it or whatever or loved it like I did. So maybe it's one of those kind of things. I was mean, it too maybe, outlandish? It, to me, it was there just for shock value okay, and not anything that like made sense. But someone said that it was supposed to be like one of the Greek mythologies of Opidius or something who was completely blind to what was going on right in front of his face. Mm-hmm. And so they said that the story was supposed to have parallels to that, but it also didn't make sense to me. And it, it just felt like it was more for shock value than actual making sense. That explanation of the Greek mythology being that parallel is the closest I've seen to making it okay. But then there are other things that like don't make psychological sense to me. Of, I don't think someone who felt that way would react this way kind of thing. It felt like a stretch. Okay. Okay. Well, if you've read The Maidens, go ahead and talk with Kimmy about it because I'm not there yet. And my... Oh, God. A part of me my does pile. still want to read The Silent Patient because I did enjoy the writing and I was so hooked. But then that the end just happened and I was like... I'm going to have to read <sighs> the, the Maidens and see if it's similar to The Silent Patient where you may not like it. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I can't wait to talk either. Yeah. Maybe you should read The Maidens first and then you can tell yeah, me. That's what I would I like to do. If I can even do. bother with The Silent yeah. Patient. Yeah. Because if it's so ridiculous and similar to The Silent Patient, I I raved about The Silent Patient for a while. Um, it was good because it was one of those books where I was like, oh my God, like actually physically out loud, which doesn't happen all the time so i don't know we'll see i'll read the maiden soon what's what's now that we've book badgered <laughs> what's the good one the good one was i killed zoe spanos by kit frick i want to talk it, about this it was so good oh my god so i'm pretty sure this is my first thriller on audiobook because it has a full cast. That's kind of how I came across this one to begin with. I was looking for some full cast audiobooks. So you recommend it on audiobook then? I do. Okay. They're only in the very beginning. I was getting a little bit confused because it does do the dual timeline thing. Okay. And so at first I was like, wait, what? what's going on? Where am I? And eventually it came to make sense. That would be my only qualm about the audiobook. Okay. But overall it was so good. It was one that I'm not the kind of person who necessarily needs everything tied up in a pretty little bow, I would say, with most books. But then after reading The Maidens and then I Killed Zoe Spanos, I would say with a thriller, I do want that more. And it doesn't even necessarily have to be pretty, but I want it to not come out of left field. I want it to be like something, even if I didn't see it, it makes sense and it fits. Mm-hmm. And I want to have all my questions answered. So I didn't, like, there were no loose ends here even. And maybe everything wasn't perfect, but things were explained well. Mm-hmm. So this book, I was surprised to see. I'm just looking up a little bit on it right now because the the cover is honestly what kind of drew me in to it um, and wanting to talk to you about it. But... This book was published last summer and I just actually downloaded it on the library and there wasn't 
there wasn't a weight. And so I was like, that's weird. Um, so how did you find this book? Because I haven't really seen it on Instagram. I'm pretty sure Emily Reed suggested it when she okay. put her favorite audio, full cast audio books. Because oh. I really was looking and I like looked at her list. I searched on, you know, just a bunch of book blogs, like best full class audio books. And I read a few of the descriptions and I was like, yeah, I want to read this one. And it was just so good. I was, it, it did have kind of the unreliable narrator thing going on, but I also love them. Because mm-hmm. usually I feel like with a lot of unreliable narrators, like Girl on the Train, you're kind of like wanting to hit them over the head. Like, are you serious? Like, why are you so dumb and doing this to yourself? And you're going to feel that way with Survive the Night. Whatever. But this one, like, I loved her. Okay. Even though she was quote unquote unreliable. Yeah. And it was so well done. It's actually to come full circle purple elephant that I never did. <laughs> it's actually like loosely based. I don't know how loosely because I haven't read it, but it's loosely based by on the book, Rebecca, that classic thriller, which Taylor Swift recommended to me personally. Yes. We're besties. Oh, we grew sorry. up together. So sorry. Sorry. So she even like says in her author's notes, like this is Rebecca and the Hamptons. And okay. She just I'm... wanted it to be modern. And so I don't know enough about that book. I don't think I even realized it was a thriller to be honest with you, but I guess it's some kind of retelling, but it was so good. And I liked all the characters. It also reminded me a little bit of Mary Jane. Oh yeah. That book, but not really for like deep, connections but basically it's there's a nanny gig oh <laughs> so it's one of those that? things that like strings along yeah all of your reads together reads, yeah so. it was just really fantastic the other thing why i think it'd be fun if we talked to her too is she was really into podcasts and liked how like true podcasts were got so popular and that's the other fun thing about the audio is it has like podcast episodes with like oh, music and interviews. Oh, I downloaded the book, I think. I'm going to change it to the audiobook. Oh, okay. So that's also fun. And I mean, we like podcasts a little bit. We might mm. know a thing or two about them. Oh, no, I did download the Oh, good. audiobook. So that's another thing that's yeah. super fun. Yeah, I'm excited. Um, I'm reading a full cast audiobook right now. Um, one of us is lying. Okay. Have you seen that one, Making the That's Trance? like The Breakfast Club with Murder? It is. Um, that is a fantastic way to describe that book. <laughs> um, <laughs> I didn't realize it was young adult. It is young adult. Is that a problem? Mm, it reads young adult. I'm oh. not the biggest fan of young adult. Um, it's okay. I'm invested in it because I need to figure out what the hell happened and who's lying and who's lying and who did this. But it, I don't know. It kind of gets a little bit repetitive and stale. And so far I'm my, my thoughts on this book could completely change the end. Um, but yeah, (laughs) so, uh, we should take a little, little breaky poo or something. Okay. Yeah. Sure. Um, yeah, but you know, there's one thing that we're not going to change on this podcast and, here it comes. <laughs> so you this might have uh, already ruined my joke because you didn't get my thriller comments and I planned a Michael Jackson joke for you. So 
I got Michael Jackson jokes. Not that we probably, can air. Yeah, I was gonna say, <laughs> probably none that we can uh, keep in the show. So Michael Jackson, he really should have opened a clothing line for pants. He could have called it Billy Jeans. Those prices are thriller. No one can beat it. <laughs> I'm sure someone's laughing somewhere. <laughs> I'm laughing. Mm, corny. What do you call a three-part novel about Michael Jackson? Thriller G. Bum bum. You're welcome. <laughs> Insert cricket noises. This is why we need a soundboard. No, I don't want a soundboard. <laughs> Without a doubt, you are currently enjoying the pure hilarity and delight while listening to the Lost Chill podcast. But I know, in about an hour or so, that old familiar sinking feeling will creep in. What do you even do each week after you finish listening to the latest episode of the Lost Chill? You miss the crazy shenanigans, the silly hootenanny, the general hullabaloo? If only there was another podcast you could listen to that had all those things. Well, have I got some good news for you? There is, and it's called the Death Metal Disco Podcast, hosted by our friend James, who talks about whatever the heck he pleases. We can promise that you will be absolutely tickled as he rambles on about anything and everything. Again, it's the Death Metal Disco Podcast. That's death, as in the opposite of life, metal, as in a genre of music that Taylor Swift has not gotten into yet, and disco, the place where some have been known to panic at. Be sure to check it out, and be sure to let James know that Katie and Kimmy sent you. Enjoy! So like you mentioned before our break, we've been doing some swapperoos, and I've been reading the thrillers while you've been reading the swoons. Yes, ma'am. I've been going for thrills, you've been going for squeals. Anyways... Tell Feels. me what's the best and worst of your rom-com-a-thon. Um, well. Well? There's one that you recommended, Float Plan. How did you like that? Um, it was, I was actually surprised by it, honestly. Because I thought it, for some reason I thought it would be too much grief for me. Um, especially because I had just a few books before finished The Gunkle. Which it's super fun cover does not depict that that book is also about grief. Um, so I was a little bit concerned about reading it, but I was like, oh, this this could work. It was also pretty short, too. Um, I really enjoyed it. Uh, it, was, it was cute. Uh, I really liked what's his name? The guy. He was cute in it. Keen. <laughs> Keen. That's right. I couldn't find it. I kept wanting to say Ben. <laughs> um... So, Float Plan was really good. I read People We Meet on Vacation. I read that one. That one was really cute, but also frustrating. Because they just were misconnections for so long. I will say, like, people not communicating is what keeps the literary world going around. It does. But it still frustrates the hell out of me. It does. Because 70% of that book, I was like... I'm done with this. Like, this book sucks. I literally looked at the percentage on my Kindle 
when I flipped my switch and I was like, oh, you guys finally found each other. You finally talked it out. You finally said what was on your mind. It was so hard because it was like, oh, look at this tension building. Look how cute they are starting to notice. And then it like went down and took them a while to get back out of that. It was rough. Yeah. I will say, if you must know, a book you'll never read because of how much I badgered it was Normal People. No, I won't ever read it. So I feel like these are the same books, but Normal People is people who could never communicate or get it together and they're just in depressing, abusive relationships. So this is the happier version. This is the happy version of oh, okay. Normal People. So basically you read it. Okay, I'm good then. There's just no happy ending I'm, or... I'm not gonna... <laughs> Don't. It's terrible. No. Um... So yeah, those are the the two rom-coms that I've read since we last recorded. Um, I, have you read Beach Read? No. Okay, so that was your first Emily Henry book no. then? My first one was A Million Junes. That's right. Okay. So Beach Read I actually liked more than People We Meet on Vacation. Okay. Uh, that was, I read Beach Read on audiobook. That was, that was a cute one. Did you get instructions for dancing yet? I have not. I'm still waiting for that. And I have been waiting for that since we recorded our last episode. I put it on my library holds the last episode that we recorded. Wow. Not released. So it was over a month and a half ago. I love that book so much. I know much. you do. And that's why I want to read it. Um, but So the other thing is that happened to me lately. So I've had this issue that I mentioned. I was like, I don't know who narrates these books. Like, I don't think I could ever recognize, especially since I listen to like super fast. Yeah. So I was like, I don't really know. I can't really pick up these voices until then. So the only single person who narrates instructions for dancing is Bonnie Turpin. So then she also had a part in two full cast ones that I did of the final revival of Opal and Nev and then Red at the Bone. She was oh. in both of those. And I'm just like, oh, I love her. Yeah. Because I fell in love with her instructions for dancing. There's a, I will say that there are certain um, voice, what are they called? Narrators, whatever. The voice actors for the, the audiobooks that I absolutely fell in love with. One of them is Megan Hilty. Uh, she narrated in five years by Rebecca oh, okay. Searle. Um, and Megan Hilty is actually a Broadway actress. I was surprised to find that out, but I really enjoyed her. Um, I don't know if I would recognize her voice though, especially going, it took me a while. I was like, where does I, where do I know her from? Why am I getting such happy feelings hearing her voice? What is going on? That's weird. Especially because you could tell at such a high speed. Yeah. She yeah. has a very distinct voice, mm. but it okay. fills my heart with joy. Are you looking at her um, film, or not film credits, um, audiobook credits there? I have. She's done a lot. I'm so glad that you're still enjoying audiobooks so much. Um, my Sister the Serial Killer, that was also another one going back to what I was talking about earlier, where there's words that are unfamiliar from other languages or cultures. Uh, that one, I can't remember what country it was. It was in Africa that it was set in. So it was really neat to hear how the names were said 
and words that were from their language, which you could infer their meanings. You didn't have to hit the button. I'm currently reading Hurricane Summer, and I almost wish it was on audiobook. I was expecting it to be deeper and more highlightable, so I didn't want to read it on audiobook. But I don't think I've highlighted anything since the dedication. Is that the one that you posted about? You yeah. know this is going to be a good book with yeah. the dedication so stellar. So we'll see if it gets there. Okay. And I look at not that I'm not enjoying it. Yeah. But I almost think I would prefer to listen to it because it's narrated by the author, but also it's written very kind of phonetically for the Jamaican dialect. Mm-hmm. And so I think that would be cool to listen to. Uh, there there are sometimes, though, when audiobooks, I mentioned to you in 100 Years of Lenny and Margot, I wasn't sure what a character's name was, if it was Nina or Mina. Oh, yeah, that's true. Uh, so sometimes that is a little bit difficult for me, at least. Um, but I, I do love audiobooks so much. So the other thing I worry about, though, is thrillers and audiobooks because sometimes I like to, like, go back and check. I that don't makes do sense. that. Ever? I know what you're saying, yeah. but I don't do that. And that's what I was wishing for in the beginning only of I Killed Zoe Spanos was I'm like, wait, can I go check the dates and see, like, where I am in, in this story? Yeah. I don't... I try to... You just power through? No, it's not that I power through. It's just I try to just be like, okay, that seems like it's an important detail. And that seems like something I need to remember that's going to be a clue to how this ends. It's not always that I come across those, but I just try to pick those out. With dates, obviously, that's a little bit more difficult. Um, But... Yeah. That's fair. Okay. Yeah. Riley Sager is really easy to read on audiobook. Okay. I'll keep, well, I would keep that in mind, but I also don't want to wait five years. Yeah. It's, it's a long one. I've lent out my copy of Survive the Night, so you can read it after two people. Wow. <laughs> Katie's library. The library. Yeah. Library of Katie. Oh. Yeah. All right. So moving on. Moving on. Moving on. So I'm going to be a book badger again. Okay. For just a teeny tiny moment. We don't need to bring all the negative to the show. Um, You mentioned some do not finish earlier. What were they? Why didn't you finish? What other books didn't really do it for you in the past few months? So sometimes I recently I have had quote unquote to finish books I don't necessarily enjoy, like for book club mm-hmm. or something like that where it's podcast, where you commit to it in advance, so you have to finish it. So I think when that does happen, also when I do get my Kimmy time to read my books, I don't really want to waste time. Also, and because I'm saying all this because I am never the type of person who does not finish. Like I just want to get it done and get it out of my way and be done with it. But these are like, I've, I've met my book goal. I just want to read stuff I like. I want books to get to me. Mm-hmm. I don't want to get to all the books. I want books to get to me. <laughs> and so 
the first they're not necessarily just bad they just weren't gripping i didn't care what happened i just wasn't invested in the outcome one was the seven rules of elvira carr I'm not even familiar with that I've one. I've seen one person mention it on Bookstagram. That's why I picked it up. To me, it was basically a much more slow-paced version of Eleanor Oliphant is completely fine. But instead of a horrific crime trauma, she was just autistic with some mommy issues or something. I don't know if that's hmm. the official diagnosis, but... And this was a do not finish for you? Yeah, and it just was flat, and she was fine. Like, her mom was mean to her. She obviously had some sort of mental condition. I'm not sure exactly what it was. But basically, like, she had spent her whole time, her whole life, having her mom tell her she was stupid and incapable and couldn't do things. Mm. And then her mom had a stroke and had to be more assisted living Whereas her mom was helping her avoid assisted living. So she was trying to prove her independence and like getting a job volunteering at the zoo and all these kind of things. But I just wasn't engaged. Hmm. I wasn't like terrible. Mm-hmm. It was just. How far did you so get? Slow paced. Um, you usually don't mind slow paced. No, I don't. But I just wasn't engaged. The other one, though, was a very popular author. I had a recent do not finish very popular author myself. Red, Ooh. white, and royal blue. Oh, you didn't finish that in the I end? I didn't. I was pretty far into it, too. I was probably about halfway through, but it was just so sickly sweet that I couldn't do it. It was these characters that were not flawed in any way. Maybe they were flawed later on, but it was just like... I could not get behind it. It was just disgustingly sweet. And I was just Too like, much, yeah. I'm just like, where's your, where's your flaws? Where's your problems? Where's your issues? Your something. That's fair. And you got far. Okay. I can't find how far I got into it. I feel like I got pretty far into it, but it was just mm. meh. Yeah. So the other one. I'm curious this to see this. This book isn't popular. Other books in the series are popular. The the author is very popular. <sighs> Hold on. So let me try and guess this. It's a series. Think witches. Witches. That's not where I was headed. There's a very popular movie based on the very popular book. Harry Potter. Just kidding. So it's by Alice Hoffman. Oh. Yeah. Okay. So it's called, the one I didn't finish is called Magic Lessons. Okay. I will say, I get a little bamboozled sometimes with knowing how and when to read things because obviously the the main book in the series I'm talking about is Practical Magic, Mm -hmm. which is very popular. But that is a book, technically, it's book three of four. But it came out first, and then she went. So I'm like, oh, what order do I go in? Order of release or chronological? And so Magic Lessons is the first one in that series. And it just wasn't gripping. It just fell flat. I don't know if I would like it more. I'm tracking correctly. The one that you read came out after Practical Magic, yes. but it's the first one the in first the series. One. Yeah, okay, the so prequel. like Star Wars. Yeah. 
So, and there's, there's another one coming out soon. The final one. Hmm. That's actually number four. So I think it went like Star Wars three, one, two, four, which also confuses me. So I don't know if I was already invested in the characters. It's supposed to be like, I think genealogical of like, they're all related, but kind of standalone, obviously. So I don't know. I, I like her writing. I read other books by her, not Practical Magic, the Museum of Extraordinary Things, if you must know. But it just, it was good writing. It was pretty, but I didn't really, I wasn't invested. So did you like the other book that you read of hers? Yeah. Yeah. I did. Okay. Was that recent or? No, that was about five or six years ago. Okay. Strangely, I know. Yeah, weird. So tell me what books you have on your TBR that you're anticipating or that you haven't got to yet or they haven't come out yet and we don't have an arc for it. Tell me tell me what you're looking forward to in your life. What I'm looking forward to. Um, Besides sleep. Is it that obvious? Yes. <laughs> I am most looking forward to, and I actually think it's next week, I pre-ordered a copy. Billy Summers. Oh. oh, God. You just roll your eyes like I roll my eyes at you about Taylor Swift. When you were doing your... Are we calling it a joke earlier or yeah. just talking? Yeah, yeah. Okay. No, we're going to call it a joke because that's what it was. I wanted to somehow incorporate your Billie Jean to Billie Summers, but I couldn't do it. Oh, I appreciate you thinking about that, I though. I did. Uh, this is his second book this year, so pretty excited about it. Trying to think of what else I'm excited for. That's really like on my radar right now. I'm so excited about it because it's so close. And I've been looking forward to this one for about six months now. Um, this one that came out earlier this year, later, is what it's called. And that one Did wasn't... you even like it? Yeah, I did. Okay. Yeah. That one was just really short. It wasn't his typical writing style. It was a hard case crime novel with a taste of paranormal. Hard case crime is the publisher. Oh. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, what about you? You guys anticipating? Uh, are we going to finish our TBR piles ever? We are never going to no. finish them. No. I just have books that I'm excited to read and like finally get to. Yeah. I I just want to catch up. I don't know. But then like okay, so I got a I got a serious question for you. Okay. Because so last month, yes. for whatever reason, yes. I barely read anything. Okay. This month has been the most books I've read all year. Okay. Don't know how that happened. Don't know why that happened. But I had a plan this month that I was going to read at least one arc because I'm really bad about reading arcs. I know. I, I know you know. Uh, I'm really bad about reading arcs, so I wanted to read at least one. But then all of my library holds kept coming in all at the same time, and they still keep coming in. I should really just stop putting books on hold. And then I went to Barnes and Noble. And then I went to Second and Charles. And then, and then, and then, and then, and then. And then I feel like I can never catch up. I don't have, I don't buy as many books as you. No, you don't. So let me tell you the ones I'm looking forward to. Because they've been on my TBR for so long. They're ones I know I'll like just because I know myself. I'm hoping anyways. <laughs> So the last book I bought that was physical, 
The Invisible Husband of Frick Island. Mm. I'm really excited for that one. I've seen a lot about that. Una Out of Order. Someone, like, so I really like time-centric books, they call it. Mm -hmm. I don't know. And this was available at my library. The only reason I didn't read it is because me and my book club were reading How to Stop Time by Matt Haig, which I didn't really enjoy that much. But it was another time-centric-ish one, and so I didn't want to read them too close together. So I'm really holding out hope for Una. I'm very excited for her. I hear good things. I'm excited for The Mothers by Britt Bennett. Yeah, I forgot about that one. I, I, oh man, I forgot about that one to add that. See, there's another one. And I also have, what is it? Uh, I finally have a V.E. Schwab book. Another one. I bought one. Vicious, Vengeful, something. Vicious. Vicious. It's finally available. And it has, this isn't the first time I've pushed it back. Something tells times. me that you and I were pushing that back <laughs> together. Together. So I finally was like, whatever, I'm accepting it. And I will put my phone on airplane mode until this is done. Because I accepted it. Okay. And I let it sit there until it expired. And I gave it back. And I actually found a copy at Second and Charles the last time I was there. So I was like, I'm just going to buy this. And then I can just That's read so it whenever. Funny. Because I've done that now with that book. And with Final Girls by Riley Sager, I, I keep those two. I just keep pushing yeah, back. Yeah, it's so hard. There's some that are just like that. So how many holds do you have right now? At the library, like, yeah. checked out to me? Well, let's let's do holds and loans. Including audiobooks? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Because I'm almost maxed out on loans right now. Because they all... On, on one library card? Because yes. I just switch. And sometimes they don't both have them available. Yes. I am I pretty much just use one. Because if I use more than one... It gets bad. It gets bad. So I currently have 32 holds. How do you have so many holds? I can only hold 20. Because I have two library cards. Oh, oh this is combining both of them. It okay. does that automatically. Okay, okay. Just when you search the book, you just flip back and forth between each library district. Okay. okay. And then I have 16 loans. You're way worse than I am because I try to, because I keep it only with the one library. Um, <laughs> Kimmy and I live in a place where we have a county library and a city library, both accessible to us. So, and they're two different entities. I only have 11 and 11 for both. 11 11 loans out of 12 right now though and the really crappy part is i keep getting skip the line loans oh you can say Uh, no to those i know i do oh okay and i have but i get mad because i'm like but i want it it's hard I, i want it it's hard yeah so i really need to stop but then sometimes i just can't help myself when i go on sprees i know but i guess book holding and borrowing sprees are better than like book buying sprees have you counted how many physical books you have that you have not read no it's a lot book buying and book reading are two separate hobbies (laughs) (laughs) and i'm really glad uh that my husband agrees with me on that just saying okay i i keep getting skip the line loans for hail mary I want to read that so bad. I don't have it on hold, though. I should. I've been contemplating putting it in my next book of the month box. Oh, that's a good idea. 
which is coming up. So I don't think I've, I think I've read one book of the month picks. I didn't read. I read half of mine last month. Oh, I'm going to read You Have a Match by Emma Lord soon, oh. which I've heard. Um, I think I've seen that a tweet few Tweet Q is to folklore as oh gosh, You Have a Match is to Evermore. Like, okay. I don't so know. So right up your alley. She likes Taylor Swift. I like okay. Taylor Swift. I do also have The Optimist Guide to Letting Go, who is by the same author, Emily E. Reichert. She wrote The Coincidence of Coconut Cake. Mm-hmm. So many. Got a lot. I got the siren coming up. Ooh. I'm really excited about that one. I'm hoping it's not obviously similar story, but similar vibes to Evelyn Hugo. Mm. We'll see. I'm honestly not really sure what it's about. I go into books blindly and... It's better that way, I think. I choose it based on what's trending on Instagram a lot. And... I mean, sometimes I read the briefest of synopsis yes. quickly and maybe not the whole thing. I'm like, all right, yeah. Well, I sometimes choose books like I choose wine by its cover. And- Do you remember that one book that you told me not to buy on Indie Bookstore Day that I wanted to buy because it had a shark on it? And then our friends, the Boozy Bibliophiles, had some sort of read-along with it for, it's called Sharks in the Time of Saviors. I have that audio book. <laughs> you just wanted to buy it because there was a shark on it. Let me buy my shark book. Sorry. I'm so sorry. I found the shark bag today. Oh. Yeah. We have a shark bag that we give each other back and forth for gifts forever and ever. And she missed the last opportunity. Because my husband put it somewhere where it didn't belong. Completely random. And I was looking for something else, and I was like, you've got to be kidding me. Is it because he does that guy thing of, like, I don't necessarily want things put away. I just want them out of my way. Yes. That's cleaning. Yes. And that usually ends up on my desk. But it would have been easier if it ended up on my desk, because I would have at least been able to give it back to you. But it's coming back at you for Christmas. (laughs) I love Christmas sharks. (laughs) No, really. Maybe maybe I'll put a little Santa sticker on him, and it'll be like the cooks just passing it back and forth forever well that was fun so thank you for all of your thoughts and input katie and a big thanks to our listeners for tuning in podcasts are built on ratings so we would appreciate if you could do us a huge favor and wherever you're listening to this especially on apple please leave us a review if reviews aren't your thing please just give us a star rating what you want to do is click the five stars correct the maximum number of stars you can give Completely free to you, but great for us. Give us five stars. (laughs) Because we're hilarious, right? And that will help us become more relevant in Apple and podcast searches. We would really appreciate if you could help us continue to grow. And to find out more about us and the show, along with blog posts and recordings of our previous author chats, head on over to thelostchill.com. Don't forget to hit that subscribe button so you don't have to worry about missing an episode. New episodes are now coming out every other Tuesday morning. We've made it earlier because we realize that we're the only ones having coffee at the old time and some people might have already had their coffee by then. So I've made it earlier, so hopefully more people can now have coffee and the Lost Chill together. What time did you make it at? I didn't even know we changed it. <laughs> Tomorrow's comes out at 3 a.m. Mountain Standard oh, Time. fantastic. So that is <laughs> 5 a.m. Eastern. Yeah. So you guys can actually have so your coffee. So just be available when they wake yeah. up. Kimmy, can you hook them up with our handles again? 
Why, yes, I can. Follow the podcast page at The Lost Chill and our personal pages at Katie's Lost Chill and at Kimmy's Lost Chill. Thank you so much to everyone who's tuned in. We hope that you're enjoying the new format. Feel free to let us know any feedback, comments, as long as it's nice. I'm just kidding. No, we want to hear everything. (laughs) (laughs) See you next time. Bye. Aww.